Do the trashy pulp novels of the world have anything to offer? Our bestseller is all they're cracked up to be. Here at Terrible Book Club, we explore whether you really can judge a book by its cover or its ridiculous synopsis. You ever passed a book and thought, ugh, who's reading this? We probably are. Lawfully challenged, inspirational Christian contemporary, a canine lawkeeper romance by Ginny Sterling. A book, a book that has a title that is disproportionately long to how short it is. I was going to say that title might be longer than the actual book here. Uh, uh yeah. But we finally found it, Paris. We finally found it. A romance we- book without sex in it. Yeah. Uh, or much of anything else, really. Yeah, it, so, yeah, I mean, as the title suggests, this is a Christian uh, romance involving dog cops. Uh, dog cops. Dog cops in Texas. Um, or cops with dog cops. Because the dogs are also cops, which is something this book stresses yeah. Yeah. heavily. Uh, don't fuck up. They're not pets. They're fucking weapons, Chris. They yeah. are weapons. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, look at my so dog, machine ever, gun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if you've ever wanted to, you know, read a book centered around romance between officers of the law and also their friendly canine companions, luckily the canines aren't involved in the romance whatsoever. They're uh, just kind of yeah, set yeah. dressing. Thank God. There's really uh, only like one dog actually in this whole book. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about um, it. Yeah, the main characters are... Cindy, the human female, uh, Enoch, Mad Dog Wesson. Uh, Enoch, please, e- it's, it's Enoch. E- Enoch, right? No, it's Enoch. Oh, oh yeah, it is the yeah the book of Enoch. Yeah, you're right. Okay, Enoch, which is the like most unsexy name ever for a dude <laughs> in a romance novel. Like, imagine, oh, imagine Enoch. trying, yeah, oh, Enoch. <laughs> no, that you sounds... knock so well on the internet. I, I don't, I don't, that was real bad. Uh, it's a it's a weird name, and obviously just chosen because it has you know some Christian Enoch uh, Wesson, and there was also yeah. an Officer Smith in this book, which I don't oh, think yeah. is an accident. Smith and Wesson. Oh my god, I didn't even realize that. Wait, what's Cindy's last name? Oh, I also kept... Lance. Her name's oh, Lance. Oh yeah, I keep for I kept forgetting the main character's name throughout the entire book. I just couldn't remember that her name was Cindy. Like. It's it's just so. This is the most vanilla book you will ever encounter really in your is. life. It is like it might it might uh, not even have any vanilla extract in it. It's just the plain yogurt of romance. Oh novels. yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Because actually, vanilla vanilla, even though a lot of people today consider it to be a very plain flavor, is actually quite an exotic uh, uh, flavor because it, it you know it was something that vanilla beans don't fucking grow everywhere. Uh, it, you know, it only became prevalent after. You know, they, you know, I don't know, uh, the West took over the rest of the world, uh, you know. Flavor history yep. was terrible book club. Um, and anyway, um, 
yeah, shitty Western Western exploration uh, did have some some positives, like tasty flavors, like vanilla. Um, but yeah, so like, so like, yeah, like tasty vanilla bean flavor is like that's a, that's a flavor. I don't have a problem with that. But yeah, Chris is right. This is the most plain yogurt book you will ever read. It is just. Nothing. I mean, very, very quick. It's only about ninety pages, God, so they gotta felt, get stuff kind of oh, moving. God, it felt like it was like four hundred, though. I don't. Like, I didn't feel. I I briskly went through it in a couple of bus rides that I I was on. Um. So I I, I for once we're not reading like a five hundred plus page fantasy novel or something. So I was kind of down with that. Nice little bite sized, flavorless uh morsel to yeah. kind of chew on. It'll fill you up a little bit. There's something here. There's I, words. Well, yeah. There there are words, and I guess I was surprised um that it wasn't written as poorly as i anticipated but it's also not written well it's literally just like you're reading i don't know a textbook like it's like a a story in a textbook is how i would kind of describe this would Um, you like a play-by-play of a very bland series of first dates between a couple because that's what you're gonna get here and then the end sequence there's one hostage situation that's only about four pages so you know if you need like a little bit of a little bit of something uh, there's that, but that's the only bit there. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, who is, like, you were saying, you know, like, who is this book for? This book is for people who want clean relationship stories, uh, I guess, because that's how it's marketed. Hilariously, this author, Ginny Sterling, also writes under a different pen name and writes the steamier stuff under a different name. So, Oh, uh, I so, see. That, that's that's a marketing separation there. I see the, yeah. what, what's going on here. So I wonder this- if, her, if her fans of this book and, and like all these Christian ones would be betra- feel betrayed if they found out. <laughs> like, I, oh, I, no, I she's writing about so. dicks in another series. I can't oh, no. give her my money anymore. <laughs> Uh, but let's see how the, let's talk about how this book actually starts, which is that Cindy is going to start her first uh, training course as a canine officer. She's very so excited to start that the very first line of the book is her sitting at her coffee table and saying out loud, I am so excited. Yeah, because that's a thing normal people do. <laughs> like when I, I wake up in the morning, I just whisper to myself, I'm so excited. Like I, I just yeah, so I like to concerning. say my general mood out loud, you know, frequently when I'm by myself. Yeah, I'm mad. I am <laughs> upset. Um, actually, Chris, you're you're slightly incorrect in how it starts. It actually starts off with a preface fetishizing men in uniform and women. Oh, in Oh right, uniform. yeah. It's I, quite I apologize. Uh, Got to prime the pump a little bit for our readers, I suppose. I'm gonna I'm gonna read I'm gonna read this. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's. I think it's from a female perspective, so it's probably apt that you're the one to read it. Oh yeah, okay. There's just something fascinating about a man wearing an emblem of authority. The way the light gleams off that shiny star on his badge makes us stare with respect. Couple that with a uniform hugging his body in just the right way. Confidence. Why are you Linda from Bob's Burgers right And mission now? to save and... I've never seen that before. To save and protect. It's no wonder we want to know what lies underneath. I don't know what I'm doing right now. Is this the lady in your head who's, like, into cops? Like, that's what yeah, they sound like? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> 
Yes. Does this, does this apply to anyone in any like form of authority? Does it is it the shiny badge or the uniform? Like, could a TSA agent do it for this? This. Yeah. Lady? Right. I know. And and also, I love how they talk about the uniform. The uniform hugging their bodies. Like, I've never seen a cop in like a skin tight leotard. So I don't really know what that's about. That's weird. You There's know, really... you, you you start sitting down at your, your you know your beat cop job a little bit, eating those donuts. This, it'll you'll start filling it out in, <laughs> yeah, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. It'll hug your body, but not in the way I think this person's imagining. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm going to continue and, and try to keep a straight accent. Okay. Yes. What echoes deep inside those beating hearts is inspiring. Certainly appealing. Definitely enticing. Although those ripped muscles and strong shoulders can make a woman's heart skip a beat or two, it takes a strong, confident person to choose to love someone who risks it all every day. Anyone willing to become part of a lawkeeper's world might have a story of their own to tell. The undeniable charisma lawmen possess make all of us pause and take note. It's probably why there are so many movies and TV shows themed around the justice system. We're captivated by their ability to save babies, help strangers, and rescue damsels in distress. We're captivated by their ability to protect and save, defend the innocent, risk their lives, and face danger without hesitation. Of course, we expect our heroes to stay, stay solid when we're in a mess. We count on them for safety, security, and peace of mind. From yesterday to today, that truth remains constant. Their valor inspires us, their integrity comforts, and their courage melts our hearts irresistibly. But there's far more to them than their courageous efforts. How do they deal with the difficulties they face? Can they balance work and life? How do they find time for love outside their life of service? We want to invite you on a journey. Come with us as we explore the complex lives of the men and women who serve and protect us every day. Join us in a fast-paced world of adventure. Walk into our tight-knit world of close friendships, extended family, and danger as our superheroes navigate the most treacherous path of all, the road to love. The Lawkeepers, historical and modern-day superheroes, men and women of bravery and valor, taking love and loss seriously. A multi-author series sure to lock up your attention and take your heart into custody. Is this little preface like a way to phase people out that like don't agree with that, or is it I, I think like so. like I said like a way to just kind of prime the pump for the person that's about to read? Like, yeah, they really do have rippling muscles in those uniforms. Well, I just it's they, so like it's so weird and redundant. Also, like, uh, she just keeps saying how captivated captivated they are by ever by the same shit like rescuing damsels in distress, and I mean, and also. I I don't know about where you all live, uh, listeners, but cops in Boston are not really full of ripped muscles and strong shoulders. Like I, I don't <laughs> yeah. know, man. Maybe maybe like the Northeast has got some fucking work to do, but like <laughs> like the men in uniform here, I I don't really know. I think I think this idea of like the the you know strong hot uniformed guy is something that really only lives in imagination i don't i don't I'm think it's sh- really i'm common. sure somewhere in boston there's a pat sullivan who actually takes care of himself and is a member of the bpd so, some come on like the fresh people just, just got through the academy or something yeah i mean and I'm, I'm not trying to be disparaging and saying that like all cops are in horrible shape it's just that they're more like just kind of regular people i guess I'm yeah not, I'm, yeah i'm not I'd, saying I'd, that they're like monstrously obese or disgusting it's just that they're not remarkable physically um yeah cops yeah, people have weird authoritarian fetishes, I guess, and this book is for you if you got Th- that. This whole book is really into the, like, oh, save me, please. I- I'm in distress and I need your help, even though the main character is also a cop. But she's a lady, yeah. you see, so it's weird her because copness 
doesn't really help her solve she's she's capable in ways but in the end inside emotionally she is craving the protection of man cop yeah it's it's so basically the status of female trumps the status of being cop like that's kind of how this book goes and it's weird because the main character cindy lance she's talks all the time about how like oh she's a strong independent woman and she's a healthy size she's not a skinny little stick and she can take care of herself and uh, but then yeah but then that all just is clearly superficial and gets washed away when she sits there and like basically almost pisses herself during the first like real uh canine cop encounter she has uh, and she just is like, oh, I need Enoch to fucking snuggle me and shit. Like, I don't know. It's it's just really dumb. Um, but anyway. So right at the top, let, let, let's get back. She's she's so excited that she's sitting at her table. And she goes, I'm so excited. And then she leaves the house and she goes to her training session for the first time where she meets Enoch Wesson. No, Chris. Mad du- Chris, you, oh, you forgot sorry. that she went to Starbucks where she turned to her left slightly and saw you also at Starbucks reading this oh, book. Oh, yeah, I forgot. As I was reading this book, a couple of things happened where like it started off at a Starbucks and I started reading it in a Starbucks. Um, and then later on, she's like on a hiking trail or something. And I, <coughs> oh, excuse me, was going through a hiking trail that weekend. Does that happen or am I misremembering? No, that... Uh... I think you're thinking of when they're looking for the little girl at the end. Yes, it does happen. Oh, yeah. There, there's that. And there's another thing where they end up where, like, it was similar to where I was reading. Oh, uh, I forget exactly, but I'm sure when I'm going through the notes later, I'll remember it. But there was a couple of times where the setting in which I was reading the book was the setting of the book. And I kept expecting to turn left and see a very Christian canine cop or something. <laughs> like, the yeah. terrible book club was finally encroaching into my reality. Or, or you actually cindy lance chris no i, I think you God. have to think about that um i'm pretty sure i'm not but but you know i'll check later make sure everything's still there and yeah whatnot. uh but anyway so as chris as chris's life uh begins to parallel the events of the book um <laughs> <laughs> yeah she talks she goes on this weird there's like coffee is like a thing like a touching stone in this book where she's like Oh, same time, same brew, same location every day. A grande, bold, with cream and no sugar. Tall, dark, and bitter, just like she liked her men. Like <laughs> She likes her men bitter, which is, I guess... Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. It, it, it works out later when she meets uh, Enoch for the first time, and he's the one training her for her canine gig, and he's just a wicked asshole right off the gate. Yeah, Um. she also talks about how she's like... She goes to Starbucks because she's a coffee snob, and Starbucks is not for coffee snobs. Starbucks <laughs> no, is a huge chain. Like, I don't understand that. That was a weird thing. I don't uh, even like Starbucks. Place... No, me neither. I mean, you The only, only reason I was yeah. in a Starbucks is because I was in Connecticut, and there wasn't, like, a Dunkin' Donuts close enough. So I was like, well, I need some coffee. So uh, here I am. And it's definitely not where you go for, like, the gourmet coffee shit. It's just kind of like, uh, I need a coffee thing, and there's five million of these everywhere. Yeah, I mean, and this takes place in Mayhew, Texas, in May 2016. Very specific. Uh, thanks, Ginny. Um, yeah, I don't know. She even states that her life was routine and uneventful. And I guess that's how a lot of these books start, like a lot of these romance books. It's like, a woman has a very average life, and then a man sweeps her off her feet, and, you know, all that shit. Um, she, uh, I don't know. Yeah, she talks about, like... Uh, she's not a scrawny chick, and she's not a wimp, and she can, she could, uh, 
uh, hand those men their delicate heinies if uh, they if she ever had to subdue them and hand them their man card because they're yeah, sexist the man snobs. Card. Like what? That, this she, is the book yeah, opens. She immediately turns it the right way. She she calls like all oh, those sexist snobs getting in the way of my career advancement. But then I could beat them up and hand them their man card, which is basically a sexist idea anyway of there being masculinity that can be revoked based on your ability to, uh, I don't know, fight a girl or drink a certain type of drink or yeah, eat certain types so of things. Yeah, so if you're into, like, real heteronormative, uh, shitty Western gender roles, like, this book's for you, I guess. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's all that. It's, uh, basically a lot of things that I hate just rolled into 90 pages. <laughs> can, can I read you, uh, when Cindy first notices Enoch? She, um, oh, yeah. is, she's, she's rolling into class um, and she is uh, getting out of her car. She ran over to the trash bin and prepared to fling the coffee cup inside, fully intent on joining the others with a moment to spare. Name? Cindy jumped at the loud bark command coming from nearby. Glancing over towards the tall man that yelled at her, she did a double take. He was gorgeous, tanned, dark hair with a thick five o'clock shadow. Rippled biceps that went on for days. He looked like he could have stepped off the pages of a men's health magazine. The coldest set of black eyes she'd ever seen stared at her like she was vermin. So hot. <laughs> I want totally all men to stare at me like I'm a rat. That needs I also to be want them killed. to have really long, huge biceps. <laughs> yeah, very long, very elongated biceps. That's, that's what I'm looking Weak, for. Weak, long biceps. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Yeah, that was that's kind of weird. Yeah, this whole book has kind of a like dom sub vibe to it because it's like I said, you know, very like you know reg your your regular regular ass garden variety uh, gender roles where the man is the, the big strong one and the woman is the <laughs> the little one that needs love and attention. Uh, like, yeah, there's definitely a, a point. Like there, there was a point in the book where they're going on their first date or whatever, and she takes specific mention to brand the type of car he's driving his dodge ram truck because you <laughs> yeah. see he has to I that's mean, what he has to be driving as a man chris it couldn't be anything else it no no it had to be a dodge ram dodge ram truck that's the only acceptable man thing that you can drive if you don't drive that you got a hand in your man card at the uh, local federal mannery oh no um, no i think <laughs> i think it could have also been a canyon arrow that also would have been appropriate true. um true but yeah so basically this whole story is like how enoch uh, is like the canine cop trainer. Uh, so, you know, once you're a cop for like a couple of years, depending on where you're a cop, you know, varies by state or I think by city even, um, you can apply to be a canine officer. Um, and it's it's apparently very competitive. So like that part of the book was true. I did just like a quick little look up on that. Um, and so she's really, you know, she's really excited to be doing it. And so there's not that many people training. So Enoch is like the only trainer. Um, and he gets profiles of everyone before they get to their first session so he can choose a dog for them. And... He has to, like, horoscope match yeah. the dog. Or... Yeah, yeah, it's, like, weird, yeah, it's weird dog cop horoscopes. <laughs> and so, you know, you you eventually find out that he gives uh, Cindy... Uh, this Belgian Malinois uh, duchess, and if you, if you don't know what a Belgian Malinois is, that's okay. It looks like a sleek, uh, less kind of fluffy shepherd. Um, it's very similar to a German shepherd, but like, yeah, just imagine like a sleeker, hair all packed down, kind of like a thinner face uh, German shepherd. That, that's what we're talking about here. 
And he gives her this Belgian Malinois named Duchess. And we find out that, like, I don't know, he gave her that dog because that was, like, his special dog. But he decided on giving her that dog before he had ever even met her. So it's yeah. kind of weird because it seems like he sort of fell in love with her written profile that didn't include a picture and then, well, and then he, fell in love with her She put down F under sex, so that was all he needed yeah. to... <laughs> really get it going i guess yeah I don't, so that was kind of weird uh also he calls her princess uh cindy like without without any sort of i don't it, reason it, 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 it seems like it's to just chastise her because she's apparently late at first and he's like oh there's no french poodles over here in canine cop school young missy so you better not be showing up expecting some pretty little toy dog to to pet and fluff because you're which, a woman because yeah, that's like all she, you want okay. she gave no indication whatsoever that 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 was her personality or attitude she's literally just a woman showing up and that's all it took for him to start calling her princess yeah and he basically makes this claim that just because he had her record from you know just he, because he has everyone's records from their uh captains he says he probably knows their personalities, traits, and fears better than their own mommies. And it's like, I mean, there can't be that much information in that file, right? It's not like your whole life in there. I, I don't know. It's They're weird. all memoirs. He, he's a very quick reader. Yeah. And uh, the, 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 the protocol in Mayhew, Texas for applying to be a cop is you have to write a memoir, turns out. Yeah, um, I don't know. And then she, like, Cindy goes on about how, oh, the dog she got, like, Malinois are just the most intelligent, protective, and hardworking animals. It's like, yeah, they're one of the breeds that are considered intelligent, protective, and hardworking. But I I think it's it's a little crazy to start, you know, throwing those superlatives out there. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. And she has to do, like, dog poop duty, and she gets mad about it. Um... She's like, oh, he's just assigning it to me because he doesn't like me. And, of course, it's the the age-old story of, like, no, I really liked you, and I thought you were the best, so that's why I gave you all the hard jobs. And it's like... But then the second they start dating, he stops giving her dog poop duty. Yeah, so this... I, don't like, think, I think he was just being antagonistic because he's, like, a fifth grader in terms of how yeah. he approaches dating people. He kind of is, though, honestly, like, later on... Um, I forget how they, like, start flirting, even. Like, don't they... Aren't they just, like, alone in an office once, and, like, they just start kind of... Oh, it's because, like, he says something that alludes to Duchess being, like, unruly or something, and she's like, you're not talking about the dog, are you? Yeah, they have this weird altercation, like, when they're practicing shooting around the dogs to get the dogs used to the sound of live gunfire. Um... And that situation didn't seem very safe. But anyway, uh, they were like in a basement shooting at targets without any ear or body protection or eye protection. They were just literally in a basement shooting guns with the dog there and them. It was very weird. Um, Yeah, I don't know. They start flirting, I think, because uh, one day this random lady uh, shows up at the canine cop school um, she's like this tall blonde lady uh, wearing something that resembled an overgrown tube sock hiked up around her chest. It was practically shameful how snug the material was. How um, dare you walk into around with a tight dress, even though you at the top of the book were talking about how much you liked tight cop uniforms uh yeah so yeah that's a good point yeah so double standards abound also slut shaming abounds um because 
this lady shows up and she's clearly trying to get Enoch's attention and she uh, like fawns all over him and and uh, Cindy's like mad about it even though at this point they've never like, all, all Cindy has done at this point is buy coffee in the morning intending to give it to Enoch and then throw it away oh. when someone spots her with it. She does that like twice over because someone sees her with two coffees. So she throws one away even though they already saw you with the second coffee. So that someone's got to know you were giving it to someone unless you just want to pretend to be a caffeine fiend or something. I don't... Uh, yeah. The plan seems <laughs> shitty from the get-go because she... I guess she was so turned on by getting called princess and picking up dog shit all the time that she was like, I'll buy him a coffee and that way I can start flirting with him a little bit better. But oh no, this this mystery woman showed up, so I better throw the coffee away. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's really dumb. And basically, like, this lady shows up and Enoch doesn't seem very into this lady, yet she keeps showing up at his job all the time. And she doesn't go away until he finally starts dating Cindy and then Cindy's in the grocery store, and this woman storms into the grocery store and verbally harasses her while she's trying to purchase her groceries. And Cindy's a police officer, of course, and so this lady's, like, berating her, and Cindy's like, ma'am, ma'am, if you don't stop, I'm gonna have to arrest you. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know, it's just a really weird situation. Like, what person does that? That doesn't seem like a very realistic thing to have happened in 2016 it was like two years ago like well speaking of you know exactly what you do when you're super jealous over someone you're flirting with getting stolen by another woman is you disappear forever and uh never se- are never seen in the story again yeah yeah she yells at her in the grocery store and then disappears and just yeah we never see her again <laughs> that's uh, the end of that so she's literally just some that i think she's might be like the only other woman in the story and yeah. she's not even named. They might be a waitress on a date, but that's about it. They're also unnamed. So you don't need any of those, clearly, in the story. No, that lady is treated... She's just a prop to make the main character look better. Because the main character doesn't like women who are, uh, you know, tall, skinny. Um, you know, doesn't doesn't like women who are classically... Classic, you know, conventionally attractive, sorry. Um, and likes to mention that she's not a little skinny thing and... Uh, I don't know, and she's modest, and, you know, those women are big, huge sluts. Actually, she uses the word floozy, which is my favorite word to describe a person like that. Oh, man, it's just a desperate woman. Floozy is the best word ever. Thanks, Bender from Futurama. Um, (laughs) But I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's just the story's just a hot mess. It's just real stupid. Um, and then... What happens after that? They they go on their first date because, uh, I don't know, they flirt enough where he decides to take her out for, uh, was it ice cream first ice cream. or fajitas? Oh, ice cream first, yeah. Ice cream first, and, and then later they go on a fajita date, you see. By the way, uh, as soon as they go, like, they get in the car on the first date to go for ice cream, she's, of course, in a dress and very feminine, um... Like, the car door shuts, and, like, they're all smiling at each other, and Enoch goes, are we a thing? Like, immediately, yeah, you haven't even was, gone on the date. Or, or I, think and, that, I think that was the second date, but, um, or, yeah, maybe they hadn't even, I don't know. It was really weird uh, how, like, quickly their relationship moved, um, and In she, terms of them wanting to define it more than, it's not like they did anything, it's just that they were so excited to, like, define it as a thing, 
apparently. Well, yeah, this is a Christian book, Chris. I'm honestly surprised that we even got an extra matter of kiss in this one. Like, I was shocked when there was kissing in this book. But that's about it. Oh, yeah, that's That's, 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 that's all, all that you get. Happens. So if, if you're looking for more than that out of this book, you'll be sorely disappointed. Oh, also, there's the weird time where she's changing for their date and he, like, follows her into the women's restroom. Yeah, what was know, that about? I don't know if you remember that, but I made a note about it because I was like... That's creepy and weird. Um, I don't even think she had. He had like a reason to be in there. Or, no, or, like, he did not, and that's why I made a note of it because it was really strange. Um, yeah, I don't know. They and then she, he's like, uh, she, he calls her flighty, and she, she's like, she had never been called flighty in her life. Daydreamer, yes. Unorganized, of course, but flighty, and I was like, that's kind of the definition, dude. Like, you're sorry. Uh, I don't know how she's a cop when, like, every time she even looks at Enoch or is in the same room with him, her knees go weak or her heart stops or like, she has a like severe heart arrhythmia. Anytime she looks at this dude, it skips a beat or two or it stops or something, which would probably be very distressing if everything. <laughs> yeah, like her knees buckle, her arms fall down, like her body is just crumbling. <laughs> just... You know, did we have we found another interdimensional demon trying to take women's souls? I think that's what happened. <laughs> the mad with his black eyes that he yeah. looks at you as if he's vermin. Yeah, there you go. It, do some people think romance is like some kind of parasitic takeover or something? Like, is oh, yeah. that how they, yeah, they interpret it? They, the, they kind of do, though, don't they? Because, like, they always talk about falling in love, that they're my everything. It's all I care about. Is, is that what some people think of, of love is? Yeah. Did I just yes. finally put the pieces together here? I mean, I'm pretty sure you've known that for a while, but yeah, uh, it's pretty ridiculous. Oh, oh! And There's then, also uh, Christian elbow cupping on the first day. You dude, don't even want to hold what hands. Is, what is elbow cupping? Yeah, Someone help it, me it, out it, here. It what is elbow it, cupping? He, he cups her elbow a little bit. I don't think it's on like the outside. I think he's talking about like you know taking someone by like the elbow pit from the inside and kind of leading them that way. But I was still wouldn't describe that as like cupping an elbow. I just yeah, describe that as like taking an arm or something. Yeah, like cupping an elbow. I just that phrase really, really <laughs> mystified me. And I was trying to imagine it like I, I, I actually looked down at my arm and like put my hand on my elbow. Because <laughs> I was like, what? Like I was like, I don't understand. Did, so did you think it was like, here, the, like, like the like the outside kind of thing? Yeah, where you just yeah, kinda, like, exactly. Fold like, over. You can't really like grip. So, someone that way or anything you're just gonna yeah. get like a little loose skin or whatever <laughs> yeah so then this led to me just like lifting my arm up and down <laughs> holding it because i couldn't understand what was going on i was so were you, what, were you in public for, with, with this or were you... <laughs> no no I, I think i was home um oh yeah so that... they're on their first date and uh there's another thing i'm not to cut you off here but i really want to get to this but probably my favorite paragraph in the whole thing which uh, which is severe ice cream order insecurity <laughs> let me tell you there's like she she they go on the date together and uh she goes to order uh one scoop of coffee with marshmallow drizzle on top oh and whipped cream cindy ordered happily and then blushed as she realized that that was not what delicate tiny women ordered she was a healthy woman that prided herself on being strong and feminine if mad dog wesson had a problem with her being normal or craving ice cream left and right so be it who is like how yeah, is yeah, a coffee is, and marshmallow is, yeah. drizzle with whipped cream some kind of like super manly order <laughs> no no she's saying like oh you know a woman should be 
uh, should watch, you know, what she eats more. So how dare she get toppings and whipped cream? She got oh. a single scoop of fucking ice cream. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, like, Jesus. With a marshmallow drizzle, which I don't understand. Is that like you take pieces of marshmallow instead of you can't have one whole marshmallow because that's too manly. Oh, no, you no, <laughs> no. Have you never you've never been to an ice cream place that has um like liquid marshmallow topping? No. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Okay, well. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I mean, that also, also, I just want to say that combination sounds fucking nasty, so no thanks. Um, but I can't, I, I can't eat marshmallow dripping, dripping any marshmallow dripping. What, what is a very manly, <laughs> I guess, dribble. ice cream order? Is I want, uh, um, vanilla. I want, I want no Dodge, sugar. Ram, Dodge Ram truck flavor with <laughs> gunpowder topping. <laughs> And yes. uh, NFL Sports Magazine uh, shredded on top a little bit, please. <laughs> uh, can I get the uh, tire treads with Patriots buckles, please? <laughs> 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 like, yeah, and well, and it's again, so just like the, the woman, that other woman who doesn't even have a name uh, was a prop to show you like how regular and <laughs> modest Cindy was, the ice cream thing is also like this weird set dressing to kind of show you like oh she's a real woman and she's not skinny and she eats whatever she wants and I, I don't know it was it's still weird because she and Enoch had never had a conversation about it you know when when in that quote you read where she's like and if Enoch Wesson had a prize a problem with it I'm gonna give him it's like you, what he never <laughs> said anything about it like what the fuck he's like a wicked dickhead sure but like it's not like he he never says anything about her like orders or food or anything yeah, I don't know. I'm, I also I just want to talk about. Um, it was like right before the ice cream date. Uh, she uses the author uses the phrase, uh, "You practically unloaded on me several times," and I just like couldn't handle it because she used everyone's it. unloading on each other oh, yeah. on each other all the time, which is you know with all the with the gun scenes in the book is probably a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, this... I guess that's not the best metaphor, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it sounds it sounds either sexual or violent. It's very weird. <laughs> um, oh, and then there's, there's some other like weird choice lines. One of them is, uh, "Do you have any hobbies you like?" As a as opposed to hobbies I don't like. Like I don't I don't uh, understand. Counter, uh, counterpoint, Paris. Uh, what are we doing right now? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That, hey, that, this is a hobby I enjoy, even I if do it involves enjoy it. reading things that I don't enjoy. It's very strange. It is strange. Yeah. Uh, there's probably a German word for what we do. Um, sure. <laughs> as, as <there> <laughs> um, I guess it's kind of like uh, Schudenfreud or I Schudenfreud. I can't. I can't. Schadenfreude. Yeah. Uh, shooty fruits. Um, <laughs> shooty fruits. Yeah. <laughs> Um, All right, so they're on their date, and he immediately wants to know when the second date is happening, which is fajitas this time around. So uh, it's a little yeah. spicier, you see. Oh, also in this, in this, I also found it weird that in this uh, town you can just take your dog into the grocery store. It's not I really. A thing. I don't know if that's so weird. I've definitely seen a dog or two at a grocery store, but not often. Oh, but they're not. They're not supposed to be. Is my point. Like only if they're service really? dogs. Yeah. Oh, all right. Any any area, anything with food, like generally, you're not. But although I don't know, maybe Texas. Oh, Texas is a different state, and it's significantly True. weirder than Mass. So I don't know. Um. Oh yeah, I don't know. There's like all these weird little details in the story, like. I guess, you know, it's May in Texas, so it's probably pretty hot. And she talks about, like, oh, how she's going to take a bath and eat ice cream. And then she bought a blow-up pool uh, for her and the dog, 
but she bought a blow-up pool, and she was like, yeah, I, I got it for her, even though I know her, she's gonna tear it up, and I was like, why didn't you just get one of the hard-sided plastic ones? Like, yeah, why, I... like, what? It's just stupid shit like that that bothered me. I was like, and she was like, it would serve its purpose and then be disposed of. Like, no, <laughs> not if you were smart and just bought one that wasn't inflatable. Like, I don't... So what about when uh, she feels a surge of exhilaration knowing that she was more than just another girl in his life because he just, like, decided to go on a second date with her or something? Yes. The second date. I mean, that's when you propose marriage, right? Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like, he took her out for ice cream and he wants to see her again for fajitas. He's she, definitely not like any other girl in his life, you see. Yeah, definitely not like that last floozy. Yeah, yeah. you're so different. Um, another kind of choice line here is... Um, uh, a soft smile curled his lip, and she could see his thawing expression. She'd been right. He'd had his feelings hurt by her dismissal earlier. He was protecting himself by being hard, angry, and rude. <laughs> Which yeah. you had a note about, like, men always protecting themselves with the, their own erect penis as a defense, which was a hilarious thing. <laughs> yep. Head. Yeah, I mean, that's how men defend themselves, right? Like, yeah, that, I know every time I am in danger, I get a sudden boner. Yeah, and yeah, it's really defense. brandish it about. It's a defense boner. It, you know, it keeps you, <laughs> what, at least six inches away from, you know, something that's going to hurt <laughs> so, you. So. You're being too kind, Pep. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Joke. Jokes. Hey, Jokes. man, that's the average. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Like, something else that's weird is uh, she's she says, uh, so this is like, after her altercation with the lady in the grocery store where the lady's like, oh, you took my man. Like, but like right when the Jerry Springer episode's over in the grocery store, basically, um, she writes that she wanted that bath, ice cream, and perhaps a good cry at the confusion her soul felt. Like, they hadn't even gone on a date yet. I don't understand. If you're that emotionally what? distraught before the relationship even starts, it's probably not a great sign. Yeah, and also, how are you a police officer if, like, you can't even handle... Yeah, I don't know. It, it's very strange. Um, oh, and, uh, yeah, and then he has her dog attack her, you know, with a sleeve on, of course, to prove a point. And she's so mad about it for the rest of the fucking book, and it's hilarious. Yeah, I th I figured that would be part of, like, normal dog training. He does kind of spring it on her because, like, she questioned him a little bit or something. And he's like, all right, put the sleeve on. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I, feel like, I almost feel like that's something that wouldn't happen. Like, I don't know that they would make your, their, your own dog attack you during a training. It seems a little counterintuitive. I, I don't know. I don't they, know. I, they definitely, like, tase y y you when they give you a taser. I think that's a thing in some police departments. Wait, so maybe what? They, do the same they with tase a dog. you? What? They definitely don't make you shoot yourself when they give you a gun, so... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't weapons, I don't know. I don't know if that <laughs> translates. Alright, now hold still. <laughs> Alright, where do you want this bullet to go? Choose wisely. Um... <laughs> Wait, so when they give you a baton, you have to get, like, beaten down with a yeah, baton, too? That, that's how it works in my head. It's like every weapon they give you, you have to test it on yourself first. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's just, like, these really... Oh, God. There's, like, these really lame lines, like, uh, This puppy mommy could use a big whopping beer right now instead of ice cream, but since I don't drink and Duchess sure doesn't, it will have to do. Why uh. could you use a beer if you don't drink, though? Dude, this is like, when, all right, all right, if anyone's ever watched The Simpsons out there, this is like watching Ned Flanders go on a series of dates. Like, it's <laughs> it's really just not exciting and really lame. 
Uh, oh, and then, I don't know, there's just some lines that I, I feel like she should have used better word choices. Um, <laughs> here's here's what they say to each other uh, after their first kiss. Oh, no. Uh, instead, her fingers threaded into his hair, holding his head to hers as she is deep in the kiss. The sweetness of the caramel combined with the taste of his lips was incredibly heady and exhilarating. It must have been the same for him because he broke the kiss and rested his forehead on hers, trying to catch his breath. Mercy, that was nice. Jiminy Christmas, she breathed. <laughs> Wow, Jiminy Willikers, that sure was a good kiss, Mr. Sir. Yeah, that's... I would... My God, I would just... I would kind of love to see that actually play out in real life, because I don't think human beings act like that. If if you, like, had your first kiss with your boyfriend, and he pulled back and he goes, Mercy, that was nice, would, would you kiss him again? No, I would be very concerned. I would probably be like, I'm sorry, what did you say? Golly gee whiz! What a great kiss. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it's strange because this dude is supposed to be this, you know, big hulking tall man who can't, no, you know, you... he got hurt in, in the Iraqs with his dog that he accidentally murdered. He's got and a like... Dodge Ray. Oh, yeah, like there's, he has a traumatic backstory, as all tough men do. <laughs> yes. And that's the reason they have a hard exterior but a soft inside, you see, like a, like a fucking Tootsie Pop or whatever. That's what all women crave, I guess. Tootsie, Tootsie Pops. Pop that was nearly disfigured in Iraq. <laughs> well, hey man, if you you've had those Tootsie Pops though, the ones that have all the all the sharp edges because the pieces yeah. broke off, and then you put it in your mouth and you're ah, that sucks. And I say mercy, what a mercy, and I say Jiminy Christmas, that Tootsie <laughs> yeah. Roll was sharp. Okay, um, uh, yeah, he was in he was in Iraq, of course, because he's a tough military lawman guy, and uh, he fucked up and he clipped the wrong wire and it blew up in his face and it killed his dog, but his bomb suit saved him. Oh, but he's he still fine, has apparently. a face. He still has a face somehow. You, no, you wear like a full face mask and bomb suit when you're defusing bombs, so it's conceivable that he got away unharmed if it wasn't like that much of a blast. But I guess then, like, why would you leave the dog next to it while you're defusing it? Yeah, that doesn't if... make any sense. And then he said his partner died, who was in the next room. Wouldn't his partner have had something on? Like, yeah, it doesn't oh, yeah. make any sense. I guess you're right. I guess uh, I guess Mad Dog took the good suit. And... Yeah, and left his friend and his dog and his friend's dog to die. Uh, and that's why he's, yeah, that's why he's uh, got that hard, crispy shell. Um, <laughs> and, uh... Some some I got some weird lines for you. All right, yeah. Um, there's so not much is, more to this, but there's like one more scene yeah, after the fajita <laughs> date. So this is a so right after the the oh I could use a beer right now. Uh, no, she can't. Wesson smirked knowingly. She saw his expression change as he suddenly dropped the bad boy act, looking concerned. You okay? N- not really. Would I be out of line if I said that you pulling that stunt nearly made me have to change my panties? She said shakily. That's as raunchy as it gets, pretty much, for the whole book. But she's she's talking about shitting herself, though, because she's talking about when the dog attacked her. And I was just like, oh, that's not a good way to put that. Is it? Oh, I totally took it the other way. No. I I thought it was like, oh, you sick the dog on me. Your your authority is so hot. No, that is absolutely (laughs) not. It says, uh... My hands are still shaking. I'm sorry about that, but you questioned me in front of the others, and that can get someone hurt or killed. And, like, why would you let her do that? I mean, you did sick her on me, you know? And, yeah, she's just... That was to teach you both a lesson. Yeah, no, she's totally turned on by that shit. That's not her being scared. No, she was scared and mad. Uh, And then... So they're, like, arguing about this. And while she's arguing with him, she's... (laughs) She's angrily stuffing 
Duchess's dog toys into a backpack to take home for the weekend like a little kid, which was yeah, very like, weird. You know, I'm, I'm hearing like every little squeak toy, like every time she stuffs something good, there's just like, meep. Yeah. Meep. <laughs> and also she talks about having like weekends off and stuff. And I'm like, dude, you're a police officer. I don't. I mean, maybe she only has canine school Monday through Friday, but I was like... I'm pretty sure some cops have nine-to-five shifts. Uh, yeah, but, like, don't, don't all cops have to, like, uh, work all the different schedules and stuff? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I can't... I'll, I'll take your word for it since you might know more than me. Oh, I don't know. Um, oh, oh, here's another here's another one of the uh, the medical afflictions that this demon causes her uh, when she's alone with him. Uh, his soft touch made her stomach clench and her heart sing. Uh, it was deafening at how hard her heart was beating in her chest right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know it's dodge dodge tough, dodge tough, ram tough. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. Also, so, let's, let's makes go over her what soul happens sing when... and makes her heart skip a beat. Also, dodge ram truck is mentioned in the on the same page as these five uh, <laughs> physical uh, ailments. Yeah. So whenever uh, Wesson looks at her, she goes weak at weak at the knees. Her heart <laughs> stops. It also sings. She gets yeah. a really bad stomach ache. And what else? Anything you else? You almost said Nick at the Wheeze. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, oh, the no, story's so funny. hot. That it was it... funny. Oh, yeah. He all, I don't know. Uh, he also warms her heart. <laughs> Imagine all of this happening to you at the same time. And he's, anytime you look at a man, all of a sudden, just really bad stomach ache. Your heart hurts. Kind of like you're, you can't stand up. Your arms don't work. Yeah, yeah, that's love for you. You just yeah, that's, you just die. I, it kills you. Yeah. It's a demon. Okay. I, Anytime I, I feel a strong surge of love, I immediately flop to the floor like a fish, uh, yeah. loose. It's it's boneitis actually is what that is. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, yeah. There's also like some other weird shit in this book. Is like she talks about oh, not many people liked coffee as much as I do, and and coffee ice cream is great because it's sweet but bitter, and I'm just like. I have very rarely had a coffee ice cream that was at all bitter, and it's America. People fucking love their coffee. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's very weird. Uh, just, I don't know. It's like written by a person who has only ever heard of other people existing and like doesn't leave their house. Like <laughs> someone who is maybe uh, agoraphobic or something. I don't know. It's it just got. It's got this slight. Yeah, it's just, like, slightly askew. Like, the whole thing is just a little off-center. Uh, it's weird. Anyway, they, they finish their fajita date, and then the last thing in the book happens, which is a hostage situation with a child. <laughs> yes. Uh, she's also very impressed that uh, he smiles and speaks in sentences, uh, because no other man ever will ever do that. Yeah, um, no, she's totally down with him because he has coherent thoughts and shows his teeth. The, oh. the things you want in a man. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot. So this book does the uh the classic romance scene where the woman slowly removes her her uh like bobby pins and takes down her hair and shakes it out and i oh, thought that yeah. was hilarious it's gotta have one of those every time or how am i supposed to know she's actually pretty if she doesn't uh, want her hair down yeah i mean you gotta you gotta shake that hair shake that you hair. just show me your femininity before i can be very sure well, I mean, Speaking I guess... of showing her femininity, uh, she definitely shows that when uh, the, the hostage situation, situation happens. When she, I think she just rolls up to work and then all of a sudden there's like, oh, you did, you better come help. Or oh, it's Saturday morning and uh, 
yeah, and they're like, oh, you know, you gotta you gotta go on your first real mission. Um, oh my god, sorry, <laughs> I forgot. So the dog that uh, Enoch had in Iraq, uh, his name was Deputy oh, yeah. Dog. <laughs> yeah. Just deputy dog, <laughs> real, real creative with that name. Apparently, there. after some cartoon that I've never seen. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh fuck yeah. So they have this. They have this like shitty adventure scene where, uh, uh I don't know. Yeah, it's literally just know. a page where oh no, a, a small child is missing. Uh, sniff an article of her clothing. Dog track her through the woods for a page, and then all of a sudden there's just a guy standing in the woods with a gun to the kid's head. I don't know why he was just waiting there. Uh, yeah, he like, was just waiting. waiting for the cops to come. Um. Well, apparently, uh, apparently the little girl had like broken her leg or something so maybe he couldn't get her to move anymore but it was dumb and it also seemed like a situation that probably would not have resolved the way that it did in the book which was of course perfectly with no one injured or anything um yeah cindy gets close to him he's got the gun in her face and then enoch behind her commands duchess to attack so she slaps the gun out of her face before he can shoot with it, and then the dog jumps on him, and every the hooray, the day is saved. The end. Yeah. That I, that's that's it, right? Like I, I pretty much hit all the beats here. Yeah, it's not eventful. Um. Yeah. <sighs> so there's five things that happen in this book. Uh, Cindy's excited to start her canine training. She meets a real asshole of a trainer. They go uh, on an ice cream date, a fajita date, and then there's a hostage situation. The end. They live happily ever after and have kids. Yep. Um, also, during the hostage situation, she basically loses her shit and was so scared. She'd never been that scared in her life. And I'm like, you've been a cop for a couple years now. Like, has nothing happened until this day? Um, oh, she yeah. She was very worried that, like, she would do something that would cause the little girl to die by her not being a good enough canine cop. But it seems like all you really have to do is just make the dog sniff a thing and then say track. So I don't know how you're worried about fucking that up. It's kind yeah. of on the dog at that point, right? Like, yeah, I also thought that was weird. I was like, you're not going to make a situation worse. Like, I don't I don't get it. Um, oh, Chris, you want to talk about your, your one of your favorite stupid uh, phrases in this book? Oh, yeah. Like, speaking of when she, like, repeats things one after another, like the unloading on people part. There, there's a part where she describes her looking for Enoch and she wants to know where he was at. And then she goes and finds where he was at. And I'm not necessarily a grammar stickler like you are, but just that shit annoys me. That's just, you could just say where he was. Leave it at, th- that's where you yeah, leave it. Yeah, there, there is some repetitive phrasing in this. Um, And then uh, when she's, you know, having her moment after the, uh, the uh, after they, you know, subdue this attacker. Um, oh, I have a job to do, so my mental freak out will have to wait. Um, and then Enoch is like, mental freakout? I like that term. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, yeah. What? I, like, he's so never strange. heard of anyone having a mental breakdown or a freakout or something. Or he just never heard those two words together. And he's like, whoa, cool. Where'd you pick up that cool slang? Is that what the kids say? Yeah, that was weird. Um, and of course, she's like, you know, on TV because of the, you know, thing. Uh, <laughs> the thing, the hostage situation. She calls him Puppykins as a cute uh, pet name. 
Oh, yeah. The, the uh. Eventually, Princess turns around into being a cute thing. She realizes he was calling her that because he liked her, not because he was being a condescending prick, which is 100% how he was saying it when he first met her. So, uh, I mean. Yeah, I know. Um, and then the epilogue is just, what is it, like three years later, they like had twins and got married and everything is great. Yeah, he's such a good man, you see. Yay. I mean, I, I guess it's nice because I was my main criticism of the book was going to be like, why is every romance novel like the start of a relationship? Like, there's you can't find any romantic beats over the course of a relationship or conflicts through that to talk about. Yeah, I why wanna, is it always I the wind up? I want a romance novel that starts nine years into a relationship and they're both fucking sick of each other and yelling at each other about doing dishes. That's what I want. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I would rather read something like that to be honest with you. Yeah. Um. Oh, and also, if you want to read this exact same book again uh there's also lawfully wild a contemporary christian romance uh the law keepers series about <laughs> a girl and a guy and a german shepherd dog can, canine can I dog say that lawfully wild sounds like the most like vanilla strict like let's have fun now gentlemen but let's not get too crazy like yeah well, i'm gonna get wild i'm gonna have a second scoop of coffee ice cream yeah the book we read was called uh, lawfully challenged inspirational Christian contemporary a canine lawkeeper romance and this one is called lawfully wild inspirational Christian contemporary a canine lawkeeper romance um, and the covers are even extremely similar the cover the covers on these things all right this lady like just churns these out uh, like I don't know constantly and sells them for a dollar on Kindle so uh, the covers are just like you it, it's almost like the story it's slightly askew like you look at it and you're like you know you don't immediately think that's the worst thing you've ever seen but the longer you look at it the more questions you have <laughs> um every almost every cover has a dude in a cowboy hat even though i don't think all of them are cowboys well and it's funny because so uh the cover of this book has uh presumably Cindy and Enoch, even though it's just two stock models sitting yeah, next to oh, each yeah. other and smiling and looking off into the distance, but they're in a photo studio and not in a real place. You can tell the background isn't doesn't look real. Um, and there's a dog that's also been photoshopped in that they're supposed to be looking at, but their eyes aren't quite looking in the right they're direction. Looking, like, <laughs> up to the left of it from where it's supposed to be. And the dog, it looks like it got cut off like the front of like a dog treat box. You know, yes. It has kind of like this head tilt going like treat. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, props to them, though. I think that is a Belgian Malinois. So like they got the breed right, which is kind of impressive. But yeah, it's it's really weird. It and the font is just abysmal as you can imagine on these self-published uh you know penny i said penny dreadfuls uh these um self-published like dollar books but yeah if you want to read the same thing again uh jenny's got you covered just read and lawfully get, wild once once again see... really blue balled on, on i guess i shouldn't be complaining because i'm always saying like oh i wish there wouldn't be unnecessary sex scenes but yeah no i was happy that there wasn't a christian sex scene because i don't <laughs> i don't think i could have gotten through that um, but yeah, this is just another, uh, another awkward image. Although I think these two, this couple does actually look like they might be outside, but the dog is very poorly photoshopped in. Like it looks really bad. Like you said, the dogs are like from dog treat boxes and they just like cut them out and pasted them into the photo. Yeah, um, that's fine. 
Send it to the print. Send it to the uh, Amazon Kindle store. Oh, you know what? Lawfully Wild is. Uh, oh wait, no, it's ninety nine cents. Sorry, they tricked me. Ooh. I thought it said. Oh, I thought it said it was free. I thought um, you were in a bargain there for a second. Yeah. They would be, it would have been wild of them to do that, but in, uh, indeed, they do not. So, yeah, this book is part of the, uh, as I'm sure you've heard us mention, the uh, Lawkeeper Romance series, which is a, I don't know, hastily thrown together bunch of men in uniform romance books, because some, like, there's two about canine cops, and then there's, like, one about. Uh, a guy in the like an old western sheriff and like <laughs> another one about a lieutenant in the military I don't it's yeah just all that shit um, I don't really have much more to say about this thing except that it was bad. some of the most it was one of the most boring books we read there was another more boring book we recently read but that's for another episode soon Oh yeah, that was that was super boring in a different way. At least this was like mercifully short, even though it to me it felt a little bit longer than it really was, but it was at least only ninety pages. Um we ended up reading this because I just saw someone share it on Twitter and I was like, Oh man, I think we have to read this. <laughs> Cause the cover, I don't know, it it looked worse than it actually was. I thought it was gonna be abysmally awful. Instead it was just really boring and bland. Uh, which is a which is a different flavor of awful. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it wasn't quite as like horrifying as I initially thought. I guess if you really want to read about two very chaste dates between cops, then this is the book for you. Yep. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's got, got all anything that... else to say, Paris? Uh, or... not about this book. Um, I think we should just do some updates and thank our patrons. So, uh, yeah, thanks to. Our lovely patrons, uh, Dari, Greg, Veronica, and Will. Uh, some <clears throat> some updates. So, uh, like many other podcasts, we are uh, up for the 2018 Podcast Awards. Uh, so, vote for us in the arts category and also the people's choice category if you give a shit. Where, where, um, where can you find that? Just podcastawards.com. It's uh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. You can just search for podcast awards or whatever. Uh, there's a link. I, I put a link up on our social media somewhere. Um, we've uh, got yeah, our social media sites like Facebook and Twitter and, and Instagram. Instagram and Patreon. And technically, there's a thing on YouTube somewhere, but that's it. Um, yeah. So next month, um, or I should say next month. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's August now. I Sorry. It's August. Yeah. I'm confused because it's the first day of the month when we're recording this, and I, I don't know what time is anymore. Um, we got um, uh, some crossover episodes coming soon. Uh, we got one coming up later this month, and then I think another one in September with um, some other shows. So we'll keep you posted on that. Um, <clears throat> we're $1.27 away from our first Patreon goal. So sweet. Thanks, everyone. That, that, yeah, that's really awesome. I never expected anything like that to happen, uh, yeah, but definitely. here we are. Um, so our first goal is only $25 a month. Uh, second goal is $35 a month. Um, and then our third goal is $100 a month. So uh, if we if we hit $100 a month, that's going to guarantee weekly episodes of Terrible Book Club. So uh, if you want to hear our stupid voices every single week, nonstop for the rest of your lives, then uh, <laughs> you know just throw some money at that Patreon. Oh uh, yeah, I got a buck. That's a low price for me to just be doing this for eternity. But you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm cheap, yeah, I guess. For the price of a sandwich. Uh, <laughs> that's really like it, yeah. If if every episode I did got me like a a sub or like a bowl of ramen or something, I would totally be fine with well, that. Well, yeah, that I mean that's what. Well, I mean also the um, it's also structured so that we 
uh, can afford like more hosting in, in order to be able to actually post more episodes every month and you know for us to get a Kindle Unlimited subscription so we don't have to keep like cherry picking books and buying them individually um, so yeah I mean if it happens cool if it doesn't whatever uh, yeah I don't think uh, do we have any other oh yeah uh, I mean if you are a patron uh, then you can enjoy uh, weekly viewings with us um, as we watch the Sort of Truth series, which is a mind-numbingly awful uh, adaptation of the. Um, I, I always want to say Wheel of Time. I always want to say Wheel of Time. It's not the Wheel of Time. It's, it's the shittier. Shitty it's, it's the shittier cousin of Wheel of Time. Ugh. Shitty libertarian Wheel of Time. Wizard's first rule. Nope, that's not. That's the first book. It's not the series. It's the Sword of Truth series, right? Legend yeah. of the Seeker. Thank you, Legend of the Seeker. I'm sorry everyone i am really hot uh it's still hot i know we've been talking about this Jeez, like all summer some, long some humility paris I'm please just, uh, no i <laughs> god no it's uh you know the audio tyranny that we both enforce upon ourselves uh continues yeah, so I'm, no I'm ac no ac no fan while we record and it's yeah Real hot because our planet's dying. So uh, yeah, we're both on the second floor too of of our respective domiciles. So it's even hotter. Actually, I'm on the third floor. I'm in the attic. All right, you're on the third. So it's worse for you. Yep, I'm a creepy attic gremlin. Uh, wow, I really feel like this episode has no substance. Just like this book, much like our material oh, that we read. Man, so it's appropriate. This is, this is a bummer. Sorry, everybody. Um, but yeah, I I think we had plenty of good stuff in here. We we got a a, a couple of good things. So uh, don't, don't worry, Paris. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're um we got some some books on the schedule. Uh, Veronica chose a book for us to read. One of our lovely patrons. But um, I'm apparently seventy two in the queue to get it from the library. <laughs> so. Yeah, we're definitely uh, going to get that I'll before probably... the end of the year, yeah, so, Veronica. So Don't might... you worry. <laughs> so I think that we might give up in the library and just suck it up and buy a copy. We really try not to support these authors financially. I know that <laughs> sounds horrible, but like... We think these books are bad. Like, fuck these people. I don't want to give them money. <laughs> <Damn>. Like, <laughs> Well, I mean, it's true. We do try to... Yeah. I mean, it's, you gotta it's vote also... with your dollars in this capitalist <laughs> economy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. Don't even get me going on how there was this, definitely there was this, the one like fantasy sci-fi book that someone posted on our Instagram thinking we were like a normal book reading club, but it was like fifteen dollars for the Kindle thing, and even though it looked horrendous, I did not want to give this person fifteen dollars because that was definitely the only way to get that book. Oh yeah, it was twenty dollars actually, and oh, shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was the one that we yeah, we talked about this before. It's the one that the guy was like, oh my kids helped me uh you know come up with these ideas and write this and i was like i would love to review this but if kids were involved and it's not like the yeah gloria tesh issue like i i don't really want to make fun of kids um you know gotta have a line somewhere um but no there was another book that somebody somebody recommended i was going through old old um like tweets and stuff people had sent us like you know during our first season back in 2015 before we went on hiatus and uh one of them was this sci-fi book and i was like okay i'll look this up dude it's like almost a thousand pages and i was like nope i am Fuck not fucking doing that like we have like oh man no it maybe maybe someday in the future when we're ready to do another huge long book again but like right now i don't want to read a 900 yeah page book. that's why we kind of went for this one too it was a nice bite-sized piece 
Yeah, I've been trying to stick to like 300 or less pages because that way we can churn out episodes more regularly. Um, and, you know, it's not totally miserable. Although sometimes when we're more miserable, it is more fun. Um, True. Yeah. Got to weigh those pros and cons. All right. Yeah. So uh, the final evaluation, don't read this fucking book as usual. Stay away from it. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Don't get uh, don't get lawfully challenged or uh, inspired contemporarily by a Christian or keep any canines from the law or whatever. Wow. I <laughs> yeah, just, I, I, I'm really hot and delirious. So I think I need some water. All right, let's get out of here before we sweat ourselves to death, Paris. <laughs> All right. Like this. Oh,